your attention to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 19. And again, thank you for coming. Uh, there are churches even right here in town. Brother Littlefield had to stop having services uh, this week and has gone online because several people in his church have contacted the coronavirus. Others have been exposed through family members. It can happen in a moment. It could happen to us. We're not exempt from it. I thank the Lord it has not happened, but we are not exempt. And we're just taking every precaution we can, trying to be careful, trying to protect our church. We wear those masks to protect each other. I don't want to breathe on you. Don't want you breathing on me. We don't touch each other. We used to hug up, shake hands, and man, I've just locked up on some of these men. I just love their hides, but I hadn't done it in a long time. I miss that. But you know, to protect you and you to protect me, we're not doing that right now. And I can, I can handle that as long as they don't stop me from saying it. If they ever say coronavirus will spread, if you say I love you to one of your brothers or sisters in the Lord, I'm going to say that's too far. I'm not going with them on that one. Because I love people and I'm going to say it. I'll say it through a mask, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> I'll even spray some sanitizer before I say it. I don't care, but I'm going to say it because I love people. I love God. Amen. <clears throat> so good to be able to have this freedom and this privilege to be in church today. There's a lot of people would love to be here. Men that have made mistakes and committed crimes and are incarcerated in a prison cell somewhere today would love to trade places with you today. If you're standing here, you're not too excited about being here and you'd rather be somewhere else, but just remember that. There's a lot of people would like to be where you are. There are hospital wards full of people dying with cancer that the doctors have told them there is no hope. I can do nothing for you. They would love to be in my place today, in your place. They would love to have that freedom to be here. So don't ever forget that, that we are a blessed people. We are so blessed to have our health, to have your sanity, the uh, institutions are filled with people that due to drugs or some malfunction in their body, their mind has left them, and they're incarcerated today in institutions all over the world taking drugs. They don't have the freedom. Thank God for our freedoms. Amen. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. For above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, 
and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I want to talk to you on this subject today, connected to God's mighty power. Everybody say that with me. Connected to God's mighty power. Amen. How many of you have a phone charger with you right now? Does anybody have one in your purse? You got one right there? You got it with you where I can see it? You can bring it to me. Bring it to me. See, now this guy's thinking ahead of time. He's thinking ahead of time because he likes to use his phone so much that he's thinking, I don't want to run out. Brother Gandy may preach a little longer than I want him to preach. And, and, and so I've got this phone charger to charge up my phone. How many, how many of the rest of you got a phone charger? Come on, B, I'm not going to trick you. You got one? But you got one with you. You got one with you, Sister Cindy. That's smart thinking. We don't want our secretary to run out of phone service. We may have to get her to check our bank statements. And uh, all right, but Gary's got one. Few of you got one. Well, it's good to have this. <clears throat> it's good. But you know what? It does you no good. It does not charge one thing without it being plugged in. You'd say, oh boy, I got the power with me today. I do. I do. I have some power. This will charge your iPhone or iPad probably. But if I don't plug it in, it doesn't do anything. Now, you can talk about having the power of God. You can talk about how wonderful God is and how powerful He is. But if you're not plugged into Him, He's not as powerful as He wants to be in our lives. Amen. You can come back and get your phone. And if I had a $100 bill, I'd give it to you. And the reason I said that because I know I don't have one on me. <clears throat> Everybody say, God bless the word. You can be seated. We are serving a living God who makes his presence known because he manifests himself in supernatural ways. In the book of Exodus, he appeared to Moses as a flame in a burning bush, but the bush was not consumed and God spoke out of that burning bush to Moses and gave him instruction. To Israel, God manifest himself as a pillar of fire and a pillar of cloud to lead them. 
I know some people have made the statement, I've actually heard somebody say, if I had seen that pillar of, uh, of fire and that pillar of cloud and that rock that was leading the children of Israel, or if I would have crossed over the Red Sea when it, on dry land as the water was held back by the wind of God, I would believe God and I would never doubt Him again. And you know, we say that and we think we really mean that, but time has a way of eroding our faith and our trust in God. He was the rock that followed the children of Israel. I don't understand that. I've heard guys preach about that rock and there's literally a rolling, bouncing stone that went ahead of the children of Israel and led them in the wilderness. I cannot verify that. I was not there. It did say, the Bible does say, that a rock, they followed that rock uh, in the wilderness. So whatever happened there, God led Israel in a supernatural way. He manifested himself in a cloud of glory that filled the tabernacle when it was completed. There were many times that he would come down on top of the mountain as a cloud uh, and uh, the children of Israel could not see him. But Moses would go into the presence of God and he would speak to Moses and the children of Israel. Acts 2.17 tells us that God is a sign and a wonder God. It says, I shall show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Acts 5 and 12, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. It is God's choice to use us to manifest His power in this world. We are born of the Spirit and filled with the Holy Ghost, filled with His Spirit and led by His Spirit, taught by His Spirit, and thank God we are kept by the power and Spirit of Almighty God. There are only two essential powers in the earth, and that is the power of God and the power of the devil. There's good and evil. There's light and darkness. There's love and hate. Both are supernatural in respect. Both have kingdoms. And you are either in God's kingdom or you are in Satan's kingdom. There is no in-between and there is no middle ground. You can't be halfway in the church and halfway in the world. Honey, you gotta be in this thing with your whole, whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. You can't halfway live for God. Either you're living for God or you're not living for God. You can't live for God in this kingdom and derive your pleasure and your enjoyment from Satan's kingdom. 
In 1 Corinthians 10, 21, it says, you cannot drink of the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of the devil. In 1 John 1 and 6, it says, if you say that you have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not know the truth. So you have a high and a holy calling on your life. Matthew 5 and 14 says that ye are the salt of the earth. Salt has healing influence. It preserves and secures and seasons. It makes us thirsty. And Christ in you causes your life to be a channel of healing and comfort, a seasoning and a preserving influence, making your life exciting and joyful while you're living for Him. I thank God for that because there's nothing more pathetic than sad looking Pentecostals. I think we ought to have the joy of the Lord flowing through us. I know there's a lot of pressures in this life and there's a lot of things that try to get us down but every once in a while we need to pick ourselves up and put a smile on our face and say I belong to the king. I belong to Jesus and I am proud of that fact. Christ in you causes you life to be a beacon and a light. Sin is darkness Righteousness is light. Your life, your words, your attitude, your actions can be and should be a light to those who are in darkness. Uh, Satan's best friend is a lukewarm Christian. They're a false representation of Jesus. And they drive people away from Christ rather than drawing him to Christ. Satan's attitude toward a lukewarm Christian is keep on doing what you're doing. Keep up the good work. The devil loves it when we halfway live for God. He loves it when we're half fired up and we're half full of the Holy Ghost. He loves us to be half anything and he can't stand it when we're full of the power of the Holy Ghost. What is God's attitude toward a lukewarm Christian? In Revelation 3.16, we find out how God feels about us. He said, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. I've wondered about that a lot of times. Now, I drink coffee every morning in my life. I like coffee. It is the best part of waking up, without a doubt. I like two cups of coffee, and I don't like conversation with my coffee when I'm waking up. My wife knows that after about 25, 30 years. I finally revealed that to her, and we have such a wonderful time in the morning, me drinking my coffee and being quiet, and her drinking hers and being quiet. 
And, and it's to me, it's one of the best things that you can do. But there have been a couple of occasions. Some of them have been when people pulled a prank on me and gave me lukewarm coffee. I'm telling you, when you're expecting hot coffee and you get lukewarm coffee, you just want to spew it out of your mouth. Now, I've done that before. I've also spewed coffee out of my mouth when somebody said something real funny about the time that I took a sip of my drink, and it went everywhere. I don't recommend you doing that, but the Lord looks at lukewarmness this way. He can't stand it. He will spew it out of his mouth. And so you say or you think, I don't want God to do that to me. Well, then I recommend that you get fired up and and get full up of the Holy Ghost. Because when you are on fire for God and you are full of the Holy Ghost, honey, you don't have to worry about God spewing you out. God's going to connect to you and you're going to be used in the kingdom of God. Most people don't use the power at their disposal because using that, that power requires getting turned on to God in a way that they are not willing to do. Anyone can look good when we wrap ourselves in a false front that hides what we truly are. We wrap our feelings deep inside. It's a covering of protection because we don't want people to see the real me. Why do we do that? It's because many of us don't want our friends to know what we really think. We don't want them to know the real us or they just may not be our friends very long. Have you ever wanted to tell a friend you don't look so good in that outfit. If you ever want to tell a friend what you really think, but you're afraid because you, you think I may hurt their feelings and lose that friendship, most people don't really want to hear the truth anyway. Your wife does not want you to tell her the truth when she says, how does this look on me? Or she says, how is my hair today? Or do you think I'm losing weight? You better just smile and just kind of shake your head like that at the right time. And if it's a no question, just do this at the right time and just smile and say, honey, whatever thou thinkest. They would rather hear flattering words and get a pat on the back. If you want to lose a friend, just open your mouth and tell them exactly how you feel. They won't be around very long. Most friends consider it to be an insult. Counselors often have to spend hours with disturbed people to get the real to the real person inside they go through the process of unwrapping their layers of protection one layer at a time until they get to the real problem somewhere down inside it's been covered
covered up and protected. We hide our hurts and our pains under a fake smile. We tell the world that everything is fine when in reality we're hurting and things are not really that good. This same kind of scenario can creep into the church. People can come to church acting as though they're right with God, putting on a front, putting on their Christian face, when under that face and under that pretend they are spiritually lacking and hungry there's no power of the holy ghost in their lives because they will not allow him to control them and guide them i'm telling you folks if you want god to be powerful in your life you've got to release control you've got to learn to give it up and say all right god i surrender and i submit to you because I want your power in me a lot of people go to church and act like Christians but they haven't done one thing all week to become more like Christ they have spent hours and hours in front of a television or Facebook or in a ball game or playing Xbox or some other computer game but they haven't spent one minute in prayer in the word or in seeking God and his power in their lives. We think about Jesus every once in a while, but we never take the time to make the real commitment and get plugged in to the Lord Jesus. If you take the plug like he brought me a while ago and you plug it into your computer or your iPhone and you just plug it in you're going to get some results but honey if you just hold it up and let and, and wave it around in front of your ipad or your phone it's not going to do a bit of good in charging your phone until you get connected the fact is unless you take the time to really get committed and plugged in you will never have the power of god in your life like god wants you to have it Somebody needs to hear me today. God is wanting somebody in this church to get plugged in like you've never been.